Welcome everyone, Tulsa Music Stream here. This is episode 54, and before we even get started on what's going on for this episode, make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's always the first and foremost thing, and hit subscribe and you know little the little bell that gives you the notifications when we go live and all that good We're stuff. We're trying to feed our babies, man. Yeah, come on. <laughs> right. Yeah. We're on um, Facebook as well, and you can do the same thing on our stream. You can hit the little notification symbol there, and then as well as Twitter and Twitch. And um, this is episode 54. We're yes. going to have Norman Voss. He's the bass player for the Brett Michaels Band, and we got a lot to talk to. The guy's a phenomenal musician as well, comedian, and all things, <laughs> all things um, I guess, YouTube streaming and um, social media, so it's going to be a fun. It's going to be yeah, a fun time. Yeah, most definitely. And we're already off to a really good start because he was prompt and on time, and he's already in the room, ready to rock and roll. So let's go ahead and bring him on screen. Hello, Mr. Voss. How are you doing this evening? Hello, hello. I'm doing great. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We really appreciate you being on. We have a lot of things to get into with you. Uh, you know, when we're without a doubt, we're going to get to the whole story of how you got selected as the bass player for Brett Michaels Band. But what we want to make sure our viewers take away from our talk with you tonight is that is just a small part of who you are. You are a really amazing guy, and you—I don't know when you sleep. As we were doing research for this interview, we quickly realized how many different things you were involved with. And how much adrenaline he has. Yeah, I mean, you truly have a zest for life, and I think you are one of those people that should be an inspiration to the rest of us because you're honestly living life to the fullest, and it's an incredible thing to, to watch. So before we get into the Brett Michaels story, absolutely, man. Before we get into the Brett Michaels story, I want you to tell it. We're going to kind of bullet point some of the different stuff that you do and you're involved with. So people can get a really good idea of who you are. What I'd like to start with is 
you know, you've got your own band that you front, and I'm going to put a picture up of you guys. Storm and Norman. The Storm and Norman band. This is such a great picture, and it just, I mean, it just personifies the energy and, and fun that you guys bring. Tell us a little bit about the Storm and Norman band, how it came together, and what you guys do. Well, um, I think I first started the Storm and Norman band, probably 96. Actually, first started out as a... Uh, we were storming Norman and the Hurricanes. We were a 50s band, just playing Eddie Cochran. Type. And I quickly realized no one really wanted to hear that too much. I mean, all the songs sounded the same. But, anyway. but then uh, certainly uh, flowed into uh, different kinds of music, different kinds of styles. But I've been, uh, I'm an 80s rocker at heart also. So uh, uh, that's a big part of our set. And it's funny, the picture that you just showed there was from uh, last year because we had a... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, we fought against the local uh, government because they were trying to uh, end live music in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Mm. So we had a protest march. That's what it was, a protest march going down the streets of Fredericksburg to keep live music in uh, Fredericksburg. And uh, it was great in that after the march, the, uh, the local government stood down. They were not going to go forward with their uh, noise ordinance that mm. they had. Huh. So it was great how, again, music uh, fought back. Music became an important factor in getting something done. You know? yeah. And that's, for me, even from my, uh, uh, just my past of just realizing a long time ago what, how, what music can actually do. It can change someone's life. It can change a government in one sense. It is small or large. And uh, just, you know, how you can just give. You know, uh, I, I got... I learned guitar when I was uh, 13 years old, 1981, was that 1981, 79 or so? And uh, and then it was just like, oh, this is a neat thing. I can do something when I come home at night. I always, people wanted to say, can you show me guitar? And I said, well, I can give you like an hour lesson. And that's everything I know I can teach you in an hour. But the real important part is to want to do it. You gotta wanna do it. You gotta wanna come home at one in the morning from being out all night before you go to sleep, still wanna pick up the guitar. Still want to still have that fire to do it, and uh, I, I feel like I still sort of have that too. I, it's funny because right even right now I got my ukulele always at my side because it's so easy to take with me. And that's the hard thing when we're on the road; we never really can touch our instruments until we're actually on the stage or for sound check. I still want to have something to play music with. You know? So uh, you know, through my uh, um, life, I'll just say I just got different opportunities to do different interesting things. Through music. Mm -hmm. Love it. And, and, you know, I want to, I, I also found a really old school picture of you. So obviously this is something you've been doing for many, many years. Let me see if oh, I'm, I'm scrolling through my pictures here. I know yeah. I've got one. It, it's old. It's an old picture. I think it was from, here it is. It was from, I believe, 84. <laughs> so you've been yeah, doing yeah, yeah. this forever. How old were you when you started playing and performing? Yeah, I, was, I think I was 13 uh, when I first got my guitar, and uh, I, you know, terrible. I could play little notes, and then someone said, after six months, someone said, hey, we'll play a chord. I said, what's a chord? <laughs> what's when you put your fingers in different places on the guitar? I was like, that's it. I quit. And I quit for like three months because I was like, that's impossible. I was going, dee -dee 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 -dee. and they said play chords. So but then I came back three months later, and it was a little easier than before. So then I was like, wow, I can play chords, and I kept at it. So that one picture was from, uh, yeah, 1984, so college days. And 
it's funny with that look because right around the and that was definitely my scorpions influence look i wanted to be matthias jabs and eddie van halen rolled into sure. one right there that's awesome. and what are you playing right there an explorer gibson explorer yeah yeah, yeah. Nice. You imagine so what you probably thought back then had someone tell you, it's like, yeah, man, you're going to be jamming with the Poison's lead singer on a scissor. Right. You know, you'd be like, what? <laughs> nah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, one of the first videos I put out after uh, playing with him was a video of me playing Talk Dirty to Me in 1987, like early 1987. Like, it was like four months after their record came out of uh, um, Look What the Cat Drag Did. We already learned, my band already learned um, Talk Dirty to Me. And it's a video of me playing Talk Dirty to Me in 1987. And then it switches over to 2022. <laughs> playing with Brett Michael. That's pretty cool. That's insane. That's cool. That's so <laughs> how much have your, do you, do you feel like your life has changed any since, since all this has kind of been going on? I mean, kind of took you by storm a little bit. Yeah. Storm and Norman. Storm and Norman. Ah. Yeah. But true, true. And it, it was from one day to the next kind of thing. Has yeah. anything changed other than maybe your, your life schedule? No, oh, exactly. Uh, the weekends are now taken and it's interesting. It's not, you know, everyone always asks me, how's the tour going? How's the tour going? Like, well, it's not really a tour, but it's usually every Thursday or every other Thursday where I'm flying out somewhere and, uh, and then coming home on Sunday, which is, uh, Awesome. Perfect. That's know. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still looking for the bus tour. I'm hoping that we were hoping that was going to come up uh, later this month. It didn't happen, but we'll see. Who knows what the future holds, you know? But that kind of leads, leads well into what I wanted to talk about next, which are the other sides of you that maybe don't have anything to do with music. Well, I guess they kind of still do, but you know, we looked at your profile and, and tell us about Voss weddings. There you are. It looks like you're singing at a wedding, still music, yeah. mu- musically involved exactly. in that, but Tell us about Voss Weddings and what you guys do with that. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much almost uh, ending that because of, uh, I've done over 500 weddings. And actually what happened was my, um, I, my wife was playing bass in the band. and uh, Which, I, th- which I found fascinating when I was reading up on you. We'll get to that. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Great. yeah. And so uh, she uh, was pregnant and I just realized, I said, you know what, you're not going to really want me to go out while you're home taking care of the baby while I'm still out playing in a rock and roll band. So at the same time, someone came up to me, I was playing acoustic at a bar and they said, uh, actually this is rolls into another thing. They just said, Hey, can you play at a senior home that I manage? And I said, sure, but you're not, they're not going to want to hear me play Jimmy Buffett or whatever I was playing at the time. They're going to want to hear Sinatra or something. Now there's that. So I started learning all the Sinatra songs and uh, Dean Martin. And then from that, it rolled into, man, I could sing this at a wedding. Probably. I, I also, we played, the band played some weddings. We just, for the fun, it was good money. So I thought, wow, maybe I should start advertising this as being the crooner at the cocktail hour. And so, uh, so you know, I, again, I was in, in a sense, I'm a wedding DJ. It's been over 500 weddings. But what keeps it interesting for me is that I'm singing. You know, I get to sing in front of a microphone. I play classical guitar uh, during dinner or during the ceremony. And it's so funny. I put out uh, several videos of me playing a Home Sweet Home by Motley Crue on classical mm-hmm. guitar during the ceremony. No one really knows. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Norman, we're losing you. We have frozen up there temporarily. I think we froze up. No, he's Just here. Wait. 
let's hang in there with it. Norman, your your connection's kind of freezing. Can you hear us? I'm having my own little concert. There we go. Always Ah, shoot. Hmm. Well, hmm. crap. Okay, hold on. We're gonna get Norman back. You try to. I'm gonna try to chat a message what? with him. I hear him. Yeah, you guys stick around. He's got a great story. So. Yeah, I hear you. All right. Okay. The, the connection's kind of freezing on us here. Um, shoot. Uh, do me a favor. There you go. Try to come back in. We'll see how how it goes with you coming back in. Storm back in. Storm on back in here, Norman. Anyway. We got some people in the chat room, and um, if you guys can uh, go ahead and share our stream on your Facebook profiles and pages and your groups and all that good stuff. There we'll you think, go. There we got go. Thanks, he's coming back. But all right, we're gonna get this. Okay, I think he's. Are you there? All right, do you hear me? Yes. Yeah, we can hear you. It's still kind of freezing up. Um, I mean, there's not always a ton we can do. Oh, it says Norman Voss's network bandwidth is low. Norman, you got to up your bandwidth. <laughs> oh, no. So it's my fault, huh? Uh, well, I, I, according to this. You, it's, did, you didn't know. You were too busy doing other stuff. It's okay. It's okay. I'm going to try to. Anyway, go ahead. What we're going to try to. If it messes up again, I'll try my daughter's. All good. I'm going to try to put you back on screen here. Okay, there we go. Now All you're right. on. Let okay. So, try to pick up Great. where we. I think we. Where did we lose him at? Do you guys remember? Well, we're talking about the, um, the, um, well, the weddings and stuff. At weddings, playing scorpions. No, and no, yeah, we're wedding. talking about you doing the uh, the crooning. The Sinatra. Yeah, yeah the Sinatra. Exactly. Right. Well, and we're, and so I but uh, and I had fun with that. It's always great to play music and. Like I said, that even learning all that Sinatra stuff really started from singing at uh, senior homes and stuff. So, uh, so it was great how me wanting to do something to help the community led me into this whole other career mm -hmm. because weddings are good money. And, you know, I got to play, uh, sing while I was doing it. So I enjoyed it. But now I think uh, with COVID, it sort of came to an end and I'm sort of glad, you know. Uh, yeah. Sometimes things have to also come to an end, and, and then new doors open, as it did, you know? Sure, absolutely. There was something else on your profile that fascinated me. A couple more things, and then we're going to start getting into the to the story about how you got hooked up with Brett. But tell me about, what is Marine Corps-based Quantico? Because it said you work there, and I pulled this really cool picture of these Marines doing their thing. Tell us about your involvement yeah. with that. Well, I, I also, since high school, I started working for Department of Defense, just as a startup clerk typist, they didn't even have computers back then. Uh, but now I've been doing it, which again, I think allows me that I am going to actually retire from the federal government in this October is my plan. Mm -hmm. And so I, what I do, I'm a financial guy. So I just, uh, at Quantico is the headquarters of the Marine Corps. So I work for the Marine Corps. I've never been a Marine or in the military, but right now I, uh, I just, I buy all the parachutes for Marines to jump out of planes in and for a re reconnaissance and for Marines to go underwater. We have these certain underwater vehicles. So it's all cool stuff. And I work with the coolest guy. Damn. You're freezing again there, buddy. Hmm. Okay, we're yeah, 
it because it it came back last time. Yeah, we're losing you know, again. So great pride in doing that. Okay, hold on here. That's that's the beauty of going live right there. You it know, is. Yeah. it is. There he is. He's back. Oh, his daughter is here. I'll be to the rescue. Yay. There you go. Let's put Hello. her on. She knows how to fix it. Of course right. she does. Thank you, young lady. So we, we now know who does all of his videos. That's right. Right. <laughs> She's the one that puts it all out. Okay. Who was that, Norman? That was my daughter, and I'm actually going to send her the link because she's going to get her computer set up, her laptop. There we go. Okay, that's cool. Well, you're doing okay. Just just keep storming through, and we'll be okay here. Um, We're quick like that. We are. We are. So that leads me to another thing I wanted to ask you. This Heroes of History, you seem to be very much a history buff, and I want to know when your love for history developed, and tell us about Heroes of History as well. You know, and that was, you know, we live in Virginia and there's so much history of um, uh, American history in Virginia. So uh, we would go to Williamsburg a lot as a family. But I just thought, you know, instead of looking at a museum and sort of just quickly move on, or like when we're going to eat dinner or something, I said, let's, let's get involved in this. And I said, and Abby at the time, she's 16 now, I think when she was nine, I said, listen, I'm going to start this history show called Heroes of History. You're going to be the host. Right. Because, I, you know, she has sort of an interest in being that kind of on-camera type person, or at least I told her she would have an interest in it. <laughs> so she, I would be the guy who got all the information together, and she would uh, uh, put it on. She would uh, be the host of it. So we did several videos. We'd go to great, you know, Patrick Henry's home, to the Williamsburg, to Frederick Douglass, where he was a slave, the, the actual plantation that he was on. That's not even a museum. It's sort of like we were sneaking on the property to get cool. that taken, you know, so but just to make sure that I wanted her to really enjoy history, not just in a classroom, not just seeing it for a day kind of thing, to really get involved in it, to, not only for her to enjoy, but for me too, because I just have such a love for how this country came together. Yeah. So uh, that's how that got started. And just yes. like the interesting is just today, I was at George Washington, George Washington's brother's house, Charles Washington, here in Fredericksburg, they allowed me to film because I'm doing a new uh, little uh, documentary on John Paul Jones, not the bass player for Led Zeppelin, but the great naval hero. <laughs> he was, but I, he has such an amazing story because he was on the run for murder, and he was a like a he was a ship captain, sort of a pirate in a sense, and he hid out in Fredericksburg for two years, starting in 1774, and then the revolution starts, so he goes up to Philadelphia and becomes our first naval commander. And he was the only guy to attack England in England. So I just, you know, in his histories, so that's all a great story. But the fact that I was now today in Charles Washington's house that he built in 1761 Jeez. and filming this story, I just, to me, that's uh, just uh, the ultimate. I love that's it. fascinating to me too, just to, just the, because I'm into the old architecture and the old houses and the, and the, you know, the preserving of those places and God, some of them are just fascinating. So that's really cool. That's an old place to be in. Yeah. Right. No, exactly. Now you <laughs> mentioned, uh, Fredericksburg, which you came from Dell city. Is that right? Virginia. Yep. And, um, and that's same place where, uh, I guess Pete, the guitar player for Brett Michaels as well, you guys yep. knew each other and he kind of, 
gave you a call and he's the kind of the guy, the connection that you had to, um, to be, uh, I guess, go try out for the Brett Michaels band or what, or was there a tryout or did you just learn the songs and you were already in, how did all that pan out? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Pete is from Manassas and, uh, which is really close to, um, Dale city and Fredericksburg also, we're all like 30 miles from each other. So we all, and then, I don't know, in case anyone doesn't know the story of the Brett Michaels band, uh, just real quickly was, uh, probably going on eight, 19 years ago, 20 years ago, Brett was coming around with his solo band um, and he played at a local bar and his, Pete Evick has his own band still called Evick. And so they opened up and their friends, the Evick were friends from high school. They all were high school buddies playing in a band together. And uh, Brett just saw that in them. He had hired guns at the time. So he said, hey, if you want to come on the road with me, open up, or Pete asked if he could open up more shows. Brett just saw this camaraderie in Epic that he didn't have with his uh, hired guns that he had. So he said, I want you to be my band. So this again, this is 20 years ago. And so he goes, okay, well, wow, this is awesome. So the first show they played in Chicago, I think in front of 20,000 people. And as Pete tells it, they failed miserably because uh, they just weren't ready for it. And they were playing the songs off the record. They learned the songs off the record. Brett's more of a live jamming type guy. He goes, how did you think you did, Pete? And Pete goes, terrible. And he goes, well, thanks for being honest. Next weekend, we're going to open up for Leonard Skinner. Be ready this time. Wow. <laughs> and so that was the uh, next weekend. And they opened it, and they did 10 times better, and the rest is history. So uh, uh, Pete's been with Brett for almost 20 years now. And the, and the other guys in Avic were with them. Chuck and Ray were with Brett for, I think, 16 years or so. Finally, uh, and I don't know their exact, I'm good friends with all of them, but I don't want to tell their stories because I don't know it exactly. I'll just say sort of life got in the way. They had other responsibilities. And then he's, Pete has always hired other guys from Manassas to play uh, like bass. Or then the keyboard player, Rob, I've known since high school. Mm -hmm. And uh, and Bart was another local uh, bass player. And then, of course, Eric Brittingham from Cinderella, has been the bass player for what the past three or four years. Mm-hmm. And uh, now I'm sitting in. And, and by the way, I don't want to even say, uh, like, I'm not, uh, one thing I do want to point out is it's not like I'm the bass player for Bet Michael's band. I, I, because I, I told Pete, I told Eric, I said, listen, if you're ever in, want to come, ready to come back, you are, you are the guy. I'm just having a, a time of my life. I'm enjoying every minute of it. It is what it is. You know, Eric sent me a nice message saying, hey, you can use my bass while you're doing it and try to, you know, and adjust the strap if you want to. It hangs low, uh, <laughs> which is funny since you can't adjust it. There's no adjusting thing because, you know, he flips his bass. He's famous yeah. for oh, sure. It's screwed in. You can't take it out. So now right. I play a, a really low bass and I'm loving it because it's, it's Eric's bass. You know? There you go. Wow, so you actually are using his bass. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you, because I'm a bass player, I was going to ask you what kind of basses you were playing. So what kind of bass are you playing of Eric's? That is Dean. It's a Dean. I think they all, Pete and Eric have a, uh, what do you call it when you have a, they're sponsored by Dean. Oh, right, right, right. Cool. That's cool. So it's funny, uh, Pete's uh, uh, cousin Bob says, you should get get your own bass. You need your own, Dean will give you a bass. I said, 
Bob, I'm playing Eric Brunningham's bass. I don't want a new bass. <laughs> there is, is there any talks that you're hearing about maybe he, him coming back yet, or is, he, is it still just kind of how it is right now? It's how it is. You know, I don't know, and I don't ask. <laughs> right, sure, exactly. Sure, sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I don't, don't want to encourage it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You look like it's you're fun. having a, a, such a great time, and Jana threw a couple of pictures up of you at the end of the stage. I'm just wondering, does Brett Michaels, like there, that picture right there, does Brett ever go, look, man, I love your enthusiasm, but you need to back the fuck up. This is the Brett, <laughs> this is the Brett Michaels show here. Uh, he, he probably encourages it. Well, you know, it's funny because that, that's that one picture right there. It's only because I, I know the pictures from um, we're playing Unskinny Bop. And Unskinny Bop always starts off with a little bass solo. Uh, and, I, and I was wondering, like, hey, I'll hold back. And no, he's like, no, go out there. Do the thing, cool. you know, show off. So I'm like, okay, if you want me to, then I'll get you Get your approval, then there you go. So he gives you a lot of freedom, then I'm, I'm assuming, and not it's not so much a regimented correct he, he wants you know he is he wants enthusiasm with everybody i think that's that kind of thing he, and of course it's po- with poison you know it's they were about having the party being in everyone's face you know making it like this is the last show of your life and and that's how i treated that <laughs> you know sure. could be <laughs> well, let me ask you this so so they're getting ready poison is getting ready to start the stadium tour if i'm correct how how I mean, does that just put the Brett Michaels band on hold or will Brett Michaels band be doing shows while the stadium tour is going on? Yeah. You know, what's amazing about that. And I got to, I just, that's why I think uh, I'll say Brett Michaels is like Superman because the opening night of the stadium tour is in Atlanta, Georgia on June 16th, I believe. Yes. It's June 16th. On June 17th, we're playing in New Jersey. Wow. On the beach. It's going to be awesome. It's supposed to be like 30,000 people. It's a big festival. And then um, guess what? On the 18th, he's in Florida for the stadium tour. Like, who does that? Back who, and forth. Like, okay. and, forth. and on top of that, he's also doing some, you know, poison headliner shows as well. Jeez. Right? With Tom Keeper and I think LA Guns also. Like, yeah. Right. So you have a night off. Rest your voice. <laughs> but no. That's amazing. He's like, I wanted, I'm going, I'm doing it. So, Hey, so we have probably, we're playing in, you know, the tour, the stadium tour is June, July, August, September. I think we're playing three times each month, three or four times each of those months also. That's wow. great. Cause I, I guess I've incorrectly assumed that that was just going to put things on, on hold, but wow, that's great news. So, so your party continues then that doesn't My impact it in any way. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Exactly. Good deal. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned uh, playing a show at the beach and everything. And that's kind of how we first communicated with you was through the, um, the Key West Rock Island Fest group um, page. Yeah. And yeah. you were all over there, all over on the group, which is really cool because it's just refreshing to see a lot of the guys who are part of a festival that that big, you know, communicating with all the fans and everything. And and uh, that's when I, you know, I had the idea. It's like, well, let's get them on our show. We were we went down there. We're from Tulsa, but we went on the airplane, went down there, and had a blast. Mm-hmm. You know, right. and you were putting out all these videos and on YouTube and Facebook and stuff. And there was one one. Um, situation where i think it was late at night after your show or whatever and you're at at the hotel with the acoustic and you're playing um one of uh i guess chips enough song um oh yeah yeah mm. fly, and, fly, uh, high, fly michelle. high michelle fly high michelle yeah. and he's like 
walks up. So I, th- you have a fun. lot of comedy, a lot of humor, and a lot of your stuff that you post <laughs> and everything. So, you know, you, I, I, you can just tell just that night, you know, you on stage, you're just having the time of your life and you're just rocking out and just all over the place. Tell me a little bit, some of your experiences that you had when at there at Key West. Oh, that was great. And you know, I, I, I didn't know till just now how you first saw me. And I, I really thought um, the Key West, a rock fest, you know, they had their own page. And uh, I, I made a commercial even just for our day that we were there, because just for our day that we're there, because I couldn't even stay for the rest of the uh, festival. But uh, the bands that we were playing with, Steelheart and Winger and Firehouse and Night Ranger, you know, my mind was being sure. blown. So I even just made a commercial for that and I put it on that page just to start getting excitement going. And, you know, that was interesting since you were on that page too. There was a lot of posts like, is anybody even going to this fest? It didn't seem like there's that excitement on this page, at least. Right. So I was like, you know, I'm going to keep putting stuff out on that page. And, you know, I can't I can't get uh, Mark Slaughter to get on the page. I can't make anybody else get on the page who are legends in my mind. All I know is that I can be on that page interacting with people because I'm a fan just like everyone else. Just to try to get, let's get the excitement for this going. You know, I, I've been on the Monsters of Rock cruise seven times just as a fan, you know, mm-hmm. just as a fan. So, uh, which is interesting too, because uh, now leading into Chip's story, which is so great getting to Key West and getting into the hotel. And the first thing I do is I check into my room and I go straight to the pool because it's palm trees and <laughs> perfect weather. And I'm jumping in the pool. I look over to my left and I see Chips enough uh, with his girl Kate and Chips feeding three roosters and an iguana. (laughs) 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 So I got to take a picture of it. But then I, the funny thing was on the Monsters of Rock cruise, uh, Kate, actually his wife, they got married on the cruise. Sebastian Bach married them. Oh, wow. I'm sure that was wonderful. Yeah, the day of their wedding, she just had, we're on this island. And she's in the water by herself, just walk, walk waist deep. So I go up and I say, hey, congratulations for tonight. And we just had a nice conversation about, about her getting married to Chip and everything. So I said, I don't know, you don't, don't remember. Oh, she started, that's right, she, another story. Um, Madam X was on the cruise also. And this, their bass player, his name is Godzilla. Godzilla, right. yeah, I love he that. He brought man. his bass to the beach and he threw it in the ocean. Oh, so I gosh. said, hey, can I start use your base and slam it into the ocean and take a video. So Kate would take took video of me doing that. And I said, do you remember? She sort of remembered anyways, but that was that connection that started with chip. And I, I saw him like five times at the hotel. So after our show that night, he at one in the morning there, he comes walking up again. So that's when I finally had the nerve of saying, Hey chip, can we do something funny here? Cause I had my ukulele mm-hmm. and I said, if I sing fly high, Michelle, can you, walk up and I'm going to act like, Hey, who are you? Why are you busting in on my show? (laughs) (laughs) That's great. So it was just great how that all turned out. Just exactly how I imagined, because that's why I brought my ukulele down. Like if I run into Kiplinger or Jack blades, you know, I got all, I know the songs I'm ready to go. Right. You know, the cool thing is in this day and age of, of music is that the social media is out there. I mean, the bands like Steel Panther are constantly making little side videos and funny videos and, and uh, Ghost, 
does the same thing. I mean, you're not going to see Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley doing any of that kind of stuff, the, the old coots, but, but you're doing it too. And it's, I think that's important in, in this day and uh, age of music, man. It's just another, people like to see that kind of stuff, man. And so, um, yeah, yeah. Kudos to you, man. That's, that's great that you make those kind of videos because, because think, that's yeah, the I thing to do. People want to make a connection with their, uh, childhood stars. I'll say whatever you want to call it. Yes. People that in, when they're youth, like me, with, was one of those ones who lived through music and to now be able to connect with those people, you know, so if someone in some weird kind of way thinks that they're connecting through me, then I'm glad to do it. So another way that, uh, that has my life change is actually now that I'm, I'm sort of actually always like people message me all the time and I'm, I'm trying to be the kind of, or everyone, when I post stuff on the Brett Michaels band page, I'm always there to answer or comment or like any kind of comment that comes back. Cause I think the give more give and take just the, the more that you get a community going. Yeah. That's well, think so about funny. it. If you, you're, I mean, just like you're saying, I mean, this day and age, they, they can reach out and see and touch and talk. But, um, in our day, man, our only, our only, uh, you know, connection was to go to the, the, the grocery store once a month and get the new hit Prater or the new circus magazine. And, exactly. and that's all we had, man. That's it. That's how we got our news. And then be another month before we heard anything about those. Well, bands. There was and, rock line. And... Yeah, there was a metal metal. <laughs> yes. That's right. Awesome. I love yeah. rock line. Yeah. <laughs> the internet sure helps a lot these days for, for, for that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. No, exactly. exactly. She brought up, um, the poison tour with Motley Crue and Def Leppard and Joan Jett. Um, now, have you worked out any kind of like, hey, Brett, you got to hook a man up with some tickets to this thing? <laughs> I mean, how many how many shows do you think that you're going to be able to go to this? Well, you know, what's funny is that uh, I said it starts on the 16th. We play the 17th, but then on June 22nd, they're playing in Washington, D.C., and that's my birthday. Oh, awesome. So, Maybe I'll get a birthday present, but what I actually posted when I said that was on my birthday, that everyone was saying, are you going? Are you going to get a good seat? I said, you know what? I'm going to be in the nosebleeds, and I'm paying for these tickets because that's my way of paying back the Molly Crew of Def Leppard, John, all of my heroes in my youth, just say, of my way of saying thank you. Right. I don't want a good seat. I just want to, I don't care where I'm sitting, just my way of saying thank how you. Cool, now, listen, how cool would it be for Brett to go, man, come on back, man. Here, there's Nikki Six right there. And there's, <laughs> there's, there's Tommy Lee right there. Hey, yeah. oh shit, there's oh, Joe Elliott right Joe there. Joe Elliott. I mean, Rick come Allen. on. How cool would that be? That'd be awesome. There's Nikki fucking Six right there. <laughs> Joe Jett. Yeah. No, exactly. Exactly. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But uh, I look forward to it all. Um, there's a. Uh, we want to let you know you're getting a lot of love in the chat room. The numbers have been really nice. Uh, Elizabeth okay. Talcott says, uh, Elizabeth English Talcott says, what a cool, well-rounded guy. So amazing. Uh, Angie Parker's giving you a shout out. Um, she loves the fact that you're a history buff. Elizabeth again says, Norman runs all over the place on that stage. He's like the energizer bunny. Boy, we, we agree with that. That is so true. Yeah. Uh, Angie Parker says, I personally love you, Norm, for your love of the music and what you do because you make us love it all. I agree with that so much. Awesome. Oh, oh Joanne, thank you so much. That's here's awesome. one more. We need to read this. Joanne Slosky Waldron says, Norm is always such a great guy. I have known him long before he played with Brett Michaels' band. Yeah. That's Joanne. really great. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Hey, when you're up on that stage, what's your favorite Poison song to play? What do you look forward to each night? Uh, when he starts something to believe in, yes, and all the phones come on like lighters, <laughs> yeah, 
and just seeing that and just the song you know i i remember as as also again the video which just always moved me yes and uh so it still does when i get goosebumps every time when we start that song and uh he starts it by himself on the stage too so i'm sort of back behind the curtain i guess you say and uh just getting the goosebumps myself, you know, That's, it's just I awesome. So cool. You know, there's a, a video out there and today's my, uh, one year anniversary of sobriety. Um, Congratulations. You no, know, you do a lot. Thank you. You do a lot of, uh, cool community, uh, things, I guess in your community, um, and el- I guess elsewhere, but there is a video out there where you're hanging out with this guy and you're playing music and, um, with him. And then there's another, you updated it. Um, where he's got in the hospital battling um, alcoholism. Uh, yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, how long do you know him, and and how did yeah. it affect you personally? Yeah, well, um, he was a homeless guy, so I got really involved with the homeless movement, and the, what's interesting about that is a uh, quick story is because uh, me and my daughter and my wife were walking into Chick-fil-A, and my daughter says to me, hey, there's a homeless guy. You should give him some money. And I said, she was probably eight or nine at the time. And I thought, yes, of course. But what I really thought is, I got two 20s in my pocket. I can't give this stranger $20. And then I walked closer to him and he goes, Norman. And I immediately, from high school, I go, Andre. And Andre taught me how to play guitar. My first band, Andre was the lead guitar player. The rest of the guys wanted to kick me out because I was so bad. And Gondre goes, no, I like Norman. I'm going to keep teaching him. So I meet. So twenty dollars was too much, and one second later, forty dollars wasn't enough. Wow. Mm. So it That's taught me such an important lesson. And I thought, let me try to use this lesson for other people. So I started hanging out with the homeless. And at first, I said, hey, I need to. I would love to hear your story. Can I videotape it? And no one trusted me. Like, no, I don't know who you are. So I just had to go to the homeless camps a lot and hang out there all, all the time. So they knew me and I bring my guitar. It's always an icebreaker too. Music is, is the icebreaker. And so uh, I met this guy, Mike Woods, and I knew him for about four years. And uh, we actually, my band played at a homeless camp one time. And so I uh, got to know him really well. And he was sort of the guy who ran, you could almost call him the mayor of the homeless. There's probably one or 200 people near the mall that I lived at there in Dale City. And so all the time, though, the thing was that, uh, you know, he was kicked out of his house real quick. He was kicked out of his house when he was 15. His dad took him to the woods with a tent and said, here, you'll stay. And he lived there till he was 29, half wow. his life. And he didn't drink at all until I think he said he was 21. Mm-hmm. And then someone who finally drank, started drinking, and it sent him to his dad. His liver finally failed. At 29, and uh, then he passed away uh, two years ago. So, uh, yeah, terrible story. And, you know, and that's, but again, that's why I posted that video just to, if I can teach someone else a lesson, you know, don't go down that road is going to end in death. And I told him a million times, you know, and he tried, he tried, he would go to detox, he'd go to detox, and then he would just get back on it again. I tell you what, I, I sat here. I'm going to get a little emotional because that was hard to watch, but it just shows your heart that, that you reached out to him and uh, we just appreciate your heart, man. It was really hard to watch him go downhill, but, um, God bless you for helping him, man. That was, uh, 
that was an amazing thing you did. Yeah, thank you so much. Here's the, the thing is, before we came on, after watching, I mean, you, you go and entertain the old folks and you, you go and entertain the uh, homeless people. And I mean, right. What I said right before we came on is this guy deserves the gig that he's got, man. This guy, he's earned this, man. This is, you know, that's so for sure. kudos to you and congr- congratulations. Because, I mean, that's I mean, just like she said, your heart, it, it, it shows and, and the love of music shows. So and, you know, as, as lifelong musicians, that's something that we can all appreciate. So, yeah, yeah you, you deserve that gig that you got, man. Absolutely. Live, live that shit up, man. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, especially in, in, in the type of, you know, genre of music, you know, I'm sure there's there's a lot of jaded individuals or, and and, you know, self-absorbed individuals here and there we know there is so i mean for you to come out and just uh be the complete opposite of all of that and and uh just kind of show your heart and and you know i didn't even realize that about you i just knew that you were a funny guy right and and you were you know kind of a a showboat on stage you know which is a good thing for me And, and you know I didn't know that until she brought that up. And then I started, we started digging deep a little bit and we already kind of talked about this whole uh, interview with you. And I thought, wow, this would be a really good piece to talk about. And, and I'm sure there's probably more and others that you've touched, um, in, in, in so many different places, especially the homeless shelters and everything. And, and I'm sure you go down there way more than probably, I mean, than, than we all, we should all like, yeah. do that ourselves yeah. and so that's a good lesson for to learn from you yeah you're well, that's a, hard thing too. a lot of people oh my, I, I forgot to finish the story so jen i then started videotaping everyone's story just saying how did you get here kind of thing and each story i would post and i would and it was amazing and that every time i posted i started to go fund me for the homeless and uh Every time I post someone else's story, here comes another two hundred, another three hundred dollars, another four hundred. So at the end, I think I raised a total of twelve to fourteen thousand dollars, wow. and just then gave it to the local homeless uh, charities that they had going on—the people who really knew what they were doing, how to get money in the right places. Because that wasn't my forte, but uh, at least I was able to get the. So just to put, because I was thinking that when I met my friend Andre, um, it put a real face and a real person to that guy standing on the corner and i just wanted everyone else to experience that also now with that said a lot of people say hey i want to come in the woods how can where, where can i do it i said you know what and i tell them too it's not a it's not all fun and games it's sort of dangerous too i've known many people who have like that one guy but who've also been murdered and and it's and it's Ooh. not you know and that's not a it's also tough sometimes you know so but a lot of people always want to help in some kind of way and i brought a lot of people to the woods but uh, it's always it's not as easy as it might be because there's a lot of addictions and mental health sure. issues going on but sure. uh, again you, you 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 try to take that step in that's uncomfortable for you to uh make a change in someone else's life in some kind of way you are truly doing god's work and i, I believe he's blessing you by giving you these opportunities that we all dream of and so again, we, we, uh, I knew that was going to be a hard topic to broach, but we wanted to, it's important work that you're doing, you know, you're, you're a light in a dark world. And we just, we just prop you up for that and say, thanks for, for being different than the typical rock star would be. And we, we truly appreciate that. I do want the people out there watching, uh, well, first of all, before I go to the Brett Michaels band tour dates, 
we do have to put a, a picture up of your lovely wife you and jennifer yeah. you guys are there and enjoying some drinks and now you guys have been together for a long long time if i'm correct and you said that yeah. that uh, you taught her the bass so she could be in the band with you tell us a little yeah. bit real quick about how you guys met uh, you know, <laughs> my band was playing storm and norman band was playing a show and she showed up her name's jen so she showed up with three other gems i believe and so I, of course, had to play eight six seven five three zero nine for them. <laughs> That's great. That was the start. And then, though, she came to so many shows. And as she was, so I was like, don't come to anymore. You're going to get sick of me. And she goes, you're the one. How can you be an entertainer and say, don't come to a show? <laughs> hmm. But uh, anyways, I said, you know what? You're going to get sick. So I said, you know what? I'm going to teach you how to play bass. And I, uh, three weeks later, three weeks later, she was playing with me. 36, you know, we'd had three one-hour sets. I had eight, the letters A to G on the floor. And I put my foot where she should switch them. Wow. But real trooper. And, uh, yeah, she, uh, we played for every weekend for many years until we had our daughter, Abigail. And then she's like, okay, I've been doing this for you, but now I'm going to be a mother. And I, and I said, kudos. That's so cool. Dog. Yeah. Very wow. sweet Love story. really cool. Very sweet story. I did want to ask you a question about Virginia. Um what was the music scene like in Virginia in the eighties and what is it yeah. like now? Yeah. Well, in the eighties, uh, my, uh, my first band was called sinister grin or the first cool heavy metal band. And we, there's a lot of clubs and, uh, we're playing every weekend and it was just that scene. Now we're close to Baltimore. There's Hammerjacks, the legendary bar or the Bayou in Washington, DC and all the cool bands would come through and we would get to open up some. And, uh, uh so that was all great. Um, and but nowadays, you know, it's interesting to me. I uh, I'm, I'm still playing in my band. I played Friday and last week. We still play all the time. But I say, ask my booking agent because I say, man, we're, you know, I'm in my fifties. I was like, is you do you book any bands who are in their twenties? And he goes, actually, no, I don't. Because I said, you no, know, you got to be in your twenties to really have the friends and fans who are like, I'm coming out every weekend because I got nothing else. You know, my friends in their fifties, they like their couch more than they like going sure. out. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so it's hard. So we're just slowly. It's funny. We're slowly gaining the younger fans who then come to see us. But uh, I do see it sort of. I don't see the younger type fans around anymore. I'm seeing it nationally. You know, uh, I, I think Eddie Trunk's pushing a lot of younger bands, and I'm starting and, and through Brad Michaels, I'm becoming friends with them um, uh, through Facebook and stuff. So I do see that going on. I think that's great. But locally here, I'm actually sort of just surprised. There's a lot of the people who I know in the 80s and 90s who were playing are still playing, which I think is great. But I don't see much new blood coming around, you know. Do you remember Dave Grohl playing in Washington in The Scream? Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, I got a quick story about that. I never saw Scream, but I played in a punk rock band called The Meat Men. And they were big back in the day. So we opened up for Guar. Um, wow. Several, several tours in the mid-90s. And so three years ago, I run, oh, here's another homeless story. I, I play in a show, and Skeeter Thompson is playing on the show, too. And I knew he was the bass player for Scream. I said, Skeeter, man, oh, it's so great to meet you. And he was such a humble, nice guy. And I said, hey, I'm going to do, I'm going to play in the woods next weekend for the homeless. Would you like to join me? He said, of course I would. So Skeeter Thompson actually found Dave Grohl. He was the, you know, when Dave, he was in Scream. So Dave was only 17, 16 or 17. Right. Yeah. His mom asked the band, hey, you're going to take care of him. I don't know if I should have him join you guys because they were going to go to Europe soon after. And they did. 
but Skeeter took him like, we'll take care of him, you know, don't you worry. So it was so great that I got to play with Skeeter Thompson. Like, so so Skeeter, I'm, 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 by the way, so Skeeter sort of joined the, my band. He played for probably like 10 shows. He moved now up to uh, New York area. But there's my connect, my Dave Grohl sort of connection was only not Dave really, but but uh, two twice removed through his baseball right. player Skeeter. <laughs> when you joined Brett Michaels' band, did you ever consider going, man? I'm I might get a wig and wear long hair on stage and and try to fit in a little bit. <laughs> you know? right, right, it's so funny. I, yeah, I was like, oh no, I used to have the hair. No, no. I'm just curious because some guys want it. Some guys, you know. You know, like like the Steel Panther guys. You know what I'm saying? And I just curious yeah. if you ever want, if you ever once thought about it. No, no. I think, you know, I think that's the funny thing with Brett too. I think he is more he uh, being be who you are, be yeah. who you are and own it. You know, I, it's funny though. I uh, I wear this blue hat. I decided I have this different type of hat that I only just wear for the Brett Michaels thing. And uh, it's funny. My parents are like, my parents are German. I like the hat. Keep wearing the hat. Is it that hat? Is it that hat? That's right. There it is. At least I have some kind of look going on. Does he tell you stories about him and CC Deville punching each other in the face? No, 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 not really. He doesn't tell you any of those stories, huh? No. He's the. You know what? Whenever I, he's the most positive guy I can think of, too. You know, because I think that's in one sense. Maybe he's. Oh, I still didn't tell you how I joined the band. I'll tell you that in a second. <laughs> Maybe he likes my positivity also. But whenever he uh, comes out, you know, uh, sound check or whatever, you know, you know, he does his own thing, and I understand it. He comes separately. He's got his own jet. You know, we we're flying in our in the regular Delta or United. That's fine. I love it all. But uh, whoever is in the place when we're doing a sound check or something, he's got a smile. He's shaking hands. Before they even come up to him, he's that it's just an outgoing, positive type guy. I could never say a bad thing about him so far. You know, it's been great. But uh, do you want to hear the story of how I joined? Actually, real quick. Of course, Absolutely. this is a good way to wrap things up. Absolutely. And I sort of rolled. Yeah, I rolled away from it. So it's funny. Pete used to always say to me, "I wish I had your life." And again, because the stuff I was posting on Facebook, you know, uh, I was like, "Oh, great!" Because I wish I had your life. Let's switch. <laughs> this is a joke, you know. And so uh, his band, Epic, still plays, and they were doing, uh, they, uh, a big Brett Michaels fan was getting married, and Epic was playing the wedding, but their guitar player for Epic couldn't make the wedding. He goes, man, I, I need to find a guitar player. Who should I get to play? And he named two guys, Pat Romano or Danny Watts. And I said, no, you should get me. He goes, you? I said, yeah, me. You know, I don't know, maybe he didn't think I'm a good guitar player. I, you know, playing so uh, I, he goes, okay, yeah, let's try it. And so uh, I learned all their cover songs. It's like 20 songs. And I said, you going to play any originals? And he goes, well, the guy getting married loves Evix. If you want to learn them. So I learned all 12 songs that were, I, I learned 12 songs of the originals. So he was just so impressed by that. And I, you know, I figured, you know, I want to impress Pete Evick because he plays with Brett Michaels. Right. So lo and behold, I get it. So uh, it's August 20. Fifth, and I'm supposed to play this club on Saturday on, out on the river. And my booking agent said they don't want to have you because they just don't like you. And I was like, Oh, okay, fine. And I hung up the phone, just feeling so dejected, like, Jeez. Oh, maybe I'm done. No one likes me anymore. Thirty seconds later, I get a call from Pete. What are you doing Friday? And I go, Nothing now. Why? You want to play in Oregon? I go, Yeah. With who? With Brad Michaels. I said, sure. He goes, learn the songs and be ready. 
So that was Tuesday. Wednesday, he calls me up. He goes, hey, why don't you come to my, uh, he has this little, uh, not a, it's, he has a candle company. So he has a place where he puts all the, it's like a garage, big garage. Come and practice with me. I'm going to bring Mary to the new drummer, Mary Schaefer, who I played with. She was my drummer 15 years ago. So we got the drummer who I played with 15 years ago for a long time. She's great. My keyboard, the keyboard player, Rob, who I knew in high school, who was also a friend with Andre, played with Andre, the homeless guy, by the way. Wow. And then Pete. Wow. So we get, I get to the garage and right before I get there, he calls me and says, Hey, I didn't think I told you this, but Brett, Brett's going to be here also. Wow. So I show up, we're in a garage. We're all, I said, I had my PA in the car cause I sang at a home uh, at a senior home that day. And I had my acoustic Brett right away, grabs my acoustic, starts playing every rose uh, at, using my mic stand and my guitar. Jeez. I'm already in disbelief, but we're then we continue to play all the poison hits for the rest of the night, but like we're a high school band because we're in a garage. And Brett is into the music more than anybody in the room. He's dancing to no one. You know, he's dancing and just getting into it and so excited. And it was just like, we're a new band. We're, wow. And I love your songs and maybe there'll be a big hit one. You know what I mean? That's how we felt, that's how I felt. Even though they're already huge hits and everyone knows them around the world. But that one two hour segment there, we were in high school still forming a new band and then two days later here we are in front of seven thousand people in Jeez. oregon it's just a dream come true uh, it must have been so surreal mm, wow. so surreal it's yeah. incredible it. <laughs> well we we want to put up the dates uh, yeah. that are coming up here scott i'll get to you here in just a second i want to make sure people know where you guys are playing this upcoming weekend uh black bear yeah. casino resort and that's in carlton minnesota this friday and then with, I think- by the way real quick with liliac and Dixon oh. and Jack Russell's great white. I'm so excited right? about that. I think we've yeah. had like half of those people on the show. That's inc- awesome. yes, that's amazing. <laughs> well, that's going to be dy- dynamic. And then uh, yeah. let me put that back up here. And then the following night, I think, is Brett's birthday bash, right? Yes, yes. At Can't the, wait for that. Yeah, Epic Event Center in Oshawabinon. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, Wisconsin. Oh, it's Green Bay. I guess it might be. It's just outside of Green Bay. I never seen that name before. Wow. Okay. And then you guys have a couple more dates there uh, the the next weekend. And I think when I saw the calendar at brettmichaels.com, I think after that is when they start the stadium tour. Um, Correct. We have a ton more dates. They're not up. We're going to Mexico. We're uh, Ohio. There's a lot in in Minnesota again for another fest. All over the Georgia. How do, like those, how do you like those casino gigs? Those are good, huh? The best, the best, because our hotel room is a walk. It's away. a walk away. The food, <laughs> you get good food there, buffet food, and yeah, exactly. We know. I love we know. it. I love it. Love it. It's good stuff. Well, we got some comments uh, from anyone in the chat room. We got anybody? Oh, there's a lot of comments in here. Well, let's read some comments, and maybe they got some questions for you. Okay. Right. That's well, what we do. We do a live show, and everyone come gets in there. I'm, I don't know if you've checked out our show yet. But, I have, I have, yeah. That's, that's great. great. Yeah, get everyone involved. That's the thing I think is important. But yes. yeah, with the live show, often comes snafus that are beyond our control too. So, but that's okay. We fought through those. Not, I'm not yes. even talking about his. How about the first Chips Enough interview? Oh man, yeah, we've had some doozies <laughs> on here tonight. Was nothing compared to what we've okay. had in the past. But here's one from Brenda Lawson and Scott. I'll, re- I'll let you read one after this, but. Uh, Brenda says he seems like a real cool, awesome guy. He's a great musician. He's playing with the best rock star in the world. 
That is so true. Oh, wow. Thank you. Um, a William Lawson says, I've known Norman since I was 18, and he's one of the most decent, down-to-earth men I've ever met. Amen. Thanks, Bill. I believe that. <laughs> is that your uncle? How much did you pay him? <laughs> he's been Bill in some of my comedy. Checks in the I got in some of my comedy videos, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Glenn Shulman says, Norm was there for me, too. He posted my book, really touched my heart, and I made a lot of friends. That's cool. Did you read Jones? No. Go for it. Uh, Joan Sla- uh, I'm gonna say Slosky Waldron. Waldron says, and Norm is always there for anyone, senior citizens, homeless people Aww. with mental issues. He has a special gift to make people smile and feel better, no matter what life throws at him. Oh, that's great. That's so great, man. That's awesome. Right? Clearly, you've touched a lot of people, man. Yes. That's that's awesome. Yeah. You know, I always thought long ago, social media can be used for so many terrible things, just like the internet in general. Sure. Make people uh, hate each other, but in my, you know, I just want to. If I'm not posting something positive, then I don't want to post it. You know, and yeah. let other people post the negative stuff. I just want to have something that will inspire people to make them feel better about humanity and the world. So uh, that's need, I figure that's my goal. We need more of that for sure. Go ahead, Scott. I didn't see Stacy's. Oh, uh, that is a profound full circle moment, Norm. You just never know. I've thoroughly enjoyed this interview full of history stories and a love of music right very good yep this uh, glenn says norm was there for me too he posted my book really touched my heart and i made a lot of friends did yeah. you read that I did, but that's that's okay it was worth repeating that's all right ah, it's good stuff scrolling through well once again we we just want to thank you and and say again we appreciate that you are being such a light and a positive influence out there in in what can be a very crazy and dark world and uh, just keep that up. I hope your fire never goes out. Uh, you're an inspiration to everyone that, that sees you and meets you. And I truly hope we can meet you in person someday. I'd, I'd love to, to sit down and shake your hand and, and uh, have some more chatting with you. So, Norman, are we going to see you t- uh, toss Eric Brittingham's bass around your shoulder like, like he does? <laughs> shake me, right? My friends my friends said, dude, you got to do it. You got to do it. Like, that would be wrong. That's that's, that's I am not him. him and <laughs> that Jeff is Barr. his thing. It's <laughs> yeah. all good. So that's all good. We truly appreciate your time tonight. Everybody, give it up for Norman Voss. Make sure you check him yeah. out on Facebook and give uh, him some hearts, everybody. Just give him some love and support him. He's out there living the dream, and and you are a true inspiration. Thank you so much for your time tonight, Norman. Sure. Thank you for having me, and thank you for supporting music, live music, and all kinds, you know, everything yeah. in general. Rock on. Yes, Absolutely, yes, yes. brother. Thank you. Have a great night. Tell your family we said hey. Sure will. See you Take all Take care, early. Norman. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Good interview, guys. Yeah. Very interesting dude. And, uh, yeah, wow. lots of love. Cool. Lots of love for yeah. Norman. So, yeah. That was an awesome interview. Is yeah. uh, touching a lot of touching stories. Um, he does a lot. You know, he does a lot of good deeds, and um, you know, it's an inspiration for everyone. We want to thank everyone for joining us tonight. I want to thank Mom and Gay, uh, Dustin Little, um, Angie Parker, Tracy Long, Sarah Fox, Brian Schirmer, Glenn Shalman, Shalman, Stacy Ludgren, Leslie Allred, and you take the next row. Go nine. Brenda Taylor, Andrea Beasley, Doug Weber, Elizabeth Talcott, Jen Pools, Jamie Hooper, William Lawson, John Egbert, Lee Bowden.
Don Hosterman, Melissa Harris, Todd Autry, Kate Moon, Tim Kirk, Chris Carroll, Brian Matthews, Justin Barber, Brenda Lawson. Wait, we have two Brenda Lawsons. Oh, okay. Well, she's worth repeating. Oh no, two. we have one Brenda Taylor and okay. a Brenda Lawson. We just got a lot of Brendas. David Starr and Denise Dossing. Yeah, thank we you like guys. to thank you guys for hanging out with us. And if you could uh, share share the, uh, the the stream on your pages, and, and then we appreciate that and get that get the word out on Mr. Norman Voss. Definitely. Norman Voss. We didn't, we, we didn't say hi to everybody, you know? Well, he was so prompt and ready to go on time. We didn't have a, a chance to do that. But, yeah. Uh, well, how, how's everybody doing? We got I'm, Teresa I'm gonna, over I'm here. I'm going to split got... the camera. Teresa, you're going to come on camera. You cool with that? Mm-hmm. One, two. I'm going to count her down. Three, <laughs> two, one. And cut. There she is. <laughs> How are you? Good. Thanks. You should have just went to to her only so we could have pulled our little trick real quick. (laughs) Oh, yeah. She she could have asked the questions. She could have. Do you have any any questions, Teresa? I didn't have any questions. For us? (laughs) That's my first time I've cried on the stream. I'm sorry. But honestly, uh, if you watch those videos of of the gentleman he was speaking about, it, it is a tough thing to watch because this alcoholism ate that guy up, and Norman was there for him at the end. So... It's a very tough story, but um, man, great guy. We have high quality people on this show, yeah. and it's it's a wonderful thing. Yeah, we'd like to thank you guys again for tuning in and, and hanging out with us through that whole episode. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have um, our YouTube channel, and you can uh, subscribe to that, and and also our Tulsa Music Stream page on Facebook. Hit follow, hit like, whatever it allows you to do, and uh, you know. Get the swag. Tune in to some of our streams. We have a lot of fun. We bring in a lot of cool people. Have a lot of great stories. We haven't really had any bad uh, interviews. Nope. No. Uh, that were just just horrible. Well, no. maybe the the chips enough first one that the, he that he didn't show up to. <laughs> but was, he he redeemed himself. Yeah, though. he did. He, did, he, for he sure. had an amazing interview with him. So a lot of the guys and guests that have made it up to us. Um, and we just have a lot of cool conversations with these guys. We know we do our homework and we, we and a lot of the stuff that we've already known because we lived through it ourselves and, and we're fans for a lot of these uh, groups and musicians that come on here. So we kind of already know a lot of their uh, history. And so it's just really having a conversations with these people and it's just fun, man. It's cool. And I'm glad you guys are having fun as well. Definitely. Yeah. Elizabeth, you said, can you post a link? I'm assuming you mean to the, to the, interview the replay it'll be up uh, as soon as we sign off we'll i think she meant probably any, any the, link just post a link i think she meant for the homeless video oh okay yeah if you go to norman's page and then go to his video section i think it's the ones he's uploaded but it's a it's a tough watch i'll tell you that i sat in here and bawled yesterday like i did today but um great guy great guy he, he touches a lot of lives um thank you guys we, we do need to give a quick shout out to our sponsors let me shout it out. DEB concerts. This show sold out, sold so well that they turned it to into a two nighter. So March twenty fourth and twenty fifth. Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube, and Warren G. Ice Cube, what you got in my drink, homie? So what does that mean? That Snoop Snoop Dogg does the one night, and then Ice Cube does the next. No, no. Everybody does both nights. It's a it's a double duty deal. Warren G. Put on by DEB concerts, and then check this out: Megadeth, Lamb of God, and In Flames on Saturday, April thirtieth. Get your tickets for that show. That's going to be here before you know it. Yeah. And then later in the summer, Poison, just like Norman was talking about with Cinderella's Tom Kiefer, L.A. Guns, and that that is first uh, one's a hard ass concert right there. That's that's some metal, dude. Yeah, man. That's some metal up your tushy. Now. 
what would it be cool is if all six of those bands played the same night and then we do one heavy one and then and then Warren G in the 80s no not then <laughs> no no I, I want to add the, the rap act to it too, too. so Why we're going to go like we're going to go like Poison Warren G Lamb of God right there's going to be fighting LA y'all. Guns LA Guns right <laughs> right Snoop we don't want to do that anyway as I was saying both shows hosted by Eddie Trunk at the BOK in Tulsa Go to devconcerts.com for ticket info and more. And our good buddy, one of our favorite guys, Okie PC, Dustin Little. If you have IT needs, you can contact him, 918-640-0892, or email Dustin at okiepc.com. Identity merge guest. Nine, nine, do you have any IT needs? Oh, uh, wow. Uh, I don't right now. I've got them all taken care of in the last few days, but you never know. Shit happens, man. So something could come up. You know? Sponsors, I'm trying to do right by you. And these and these hams are hamming we're it just, up. We're happy to be here. We had a great interview. We're happy to be here doing what we like to do. It's What's not to be joyous and because, shit about? Because, no, I want you to be joyous, but I want you to let me get through the sponsors. I, I'm, all right, go ahead. Okay, why don't, you, why don't you get on the Tulsa Music Stream official online store that's brought to you by Identity Merch and get yourself a nice tank top. Would you wear a tank top on stage, Nine? Uh, I'd wear a dress on stage. So. so then that's a definite yes, you would wear one uh, of these. I mean, I don't know. I don't like to go tank top. I'd like to leave something for the imagination. What about a tank half top? Hmm. Just cut that thing in half. Right what right? about a, f- a tank football jersey you, top? You can do whatever you want. If you, <laughs> Just get a Tulsa Music Stream shirt somehow, some way. It's getting too hot for hoodies, so... Mm-hmm. But, you know, get one for next next winter. GregShipman.com, Surviving Rocklahoma, and Psychomo Filmworks. we got to get you guys in there as well. Thank you for your sponsorship of our stream and all the help you give us in different ways. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm. What else, guys? What you got? We don't have any more shows on the docket right now. We're, we've got some things in the oven, but nothing. Yeah. Well, you know, it's yeah. getting springtime and, and everything, and I'm sure, you know, we'd like to have a, a weekend off and everyone's going to be our band schedules are going to start taking off since that's the pandemic true. is starting to slow that's down true, that's true that's true i think uh dms is scheduled to be playing a lot of places i, I looked on your guys's facebook page and you just had a bunch of shows in so many different places so Busy i'd like to say that since it's spring everybody's going to be wearing flip-flops and i'm going to need you to take care of those feet man i can't have mm-hmm. you going out with your feet showing all nappy looking and your toenails looking like claws and stuff mm-hmm. and you gotta you gotta take care of that shit so jana what you got well i don't have the best feet i'll tell you that i, I, mean, I wasn't talking to you though. well i'm glad because it's not pretty down there. I'll tell you that. <laughs> she doesn't wear flip flops anyway. That's no. cool. No, I she, jump I've in the pool s- fully clothed. I've never seen you wear flip flops. Yeah, you and you won't. Mm-hmm. There's a reason for that. Flop anyway, um, so yeah, so let us let us get to work. And like Scott said, our, our both of our bands are about to get really busy, but we do hope to bring you more streams soon. And we will. We will. Yeah, we're not mm-hmm. going anywhere. We gotta we gotta lock in some guests and then get back on here. So be watching our page. Tulsa Music Stream, and uh, we'll keep you updated on what's coming up next. Yeah, and Storm and Norman, if you're listening, hook us up with Brett Michaels, man. <laughs> oh, you did it, didn't you? Yeah, there it is. Let's get him. Oh, them. man. Anyway, yeah, great, great interview with Norman Voss tonight, man. Thanks that for was. all of you guys for uh, sticking around with us. Make sure you wave, wave by Teresa. Timothy says, anyone want to buy any of Nine's childhood stuff running a cell on them? Hmm. <laughs> That's nice of him to do that. And I that's that's the that. guy. And the, Hopefully, I receive a little bit of the profits from it. 
Just leave my underwear in the box, though, okay? My old underwear. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Talcock says, uh, and nine is in about 500 bands, that's, so... I'm not really. That's not true. No. It's 497. No. Uh, just my solo act, Coot Dixon and DMS and... Hi, Sarah. Oh, hey. Sup? I didn't see that. Is that our Sarah? Never mind. I got lost. The Kirk, the Kirk family's on tonight. Oh, so, oh hey. Oh, my whole family's in, yeah. in here. Okay? Hey, girl. Mm. Uh, you know what'd be cool is like if your family was just chilling like in the living room and was just you guys want to interview them we can just go ahead and call them up and get them on zoom casting it on their on their on their tvs just watching this you know absolutely yeah people yeah nitpicking everything you say Mm -hmm. and do all right that's okay this show does look good on tv i will say that it we're tiny we're like little ants on the phone but if you blow it up we you see all our wrinkles. Absolutely. We don't have a makeup department yet. So, yeah. You know. We don't. Well, I guess that's enough. Enough of that. Enough of our bullshit. You guys have a great week. We will be back at some point, so keep an eye on the page. Thanks again to Norman Voss. Thanks to all you viewers who continue to support everything we're doing here on Tulsa Music Stream. Appreciate you all very much. Have a great week. See you soon. Follow those pages. Follow your dreams. Oh. 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 All right. Good night, everybody. Bye, (laughs) y'all.